Hey guys, uh, if you're listening to this, that means that it's not a new episode, uh, but it's not a rerun. We, we've got something even better, uh, which is uh, right now a very special review of a film that Jordan and I saw together yep. in a theater for free. Yep. Uh, this film is called Fifty Shades of Grey. Hallmark movie of 2014. Uh, the oh, it was man. on the Hallmark Channel, which is really weird. They I should have had like... the the director out. I I like to say who directed these things. Sam Taylor Johnson is that her name or is that we've got confirmation? Okay, so Sam Taylor Johnson directed this film based on the uh, for some reason popular book. Oh my god, it's by so e. popular. E. L. James, which is a, a a pen name. I don't know her real name. Doesn't matter. Uh. But yeah, this is this is uh, this was a controversial film? Question mark. This is a Erica Michelle is the author of Fifty Shades of Grey. That's her real name. Yeah, she's from London. London. Yeah. Yep. Uh, this this film uh, was famous at the at the time because uh, you know push the limits on sex. And I gotta say, it did. Uh, and Jordan and I did. We sat in that theater with is... with giggling women around us. Oh my god. Look, I usually like talking about my theater experiences. Mm. This was an interesting one because you came back from getting popcorn and uh, I had my hood up. And you asked me, are you cold? 
And I said, no, I just want to hide a little bit. <laughs> because this theater was, like, it wasn't packed. It wasn't full. But there was a lot of people in this theater. And wasn't this, like, the last showing of the of this movie? No, there was one more after that. There's one more after that? Okay. Wow. It was interesting. Lots of, uh, you could tell it was predominantly female, predominantly college students. Well, yeah, a, we because were at we're a at a college. Yeah. But B, because there was giggling throughout. Yeah. And that kind of, I, I've always said that the theater experience you have kind of uh, colors your movie experience that you end up having. Like it can actually uh, improve or, you know, make worse uh, the experience you have. Like like at horror movies, it's always, if you have a good theater, if you got a lot of people in a horror movie, mm. like that movie is scarier mm-hmm. because you are feeling the tension in the room. And I've got to say, the tension in this room was not scary. It was uh, giggles. Giggles, yeah. Uh, so this is Dakota Johnson mm-hmm. and Jamie Dornan. Right. Are the actors yep. who are having a lot of sex in this film. Oh, my goodness. Uh, the film pretty much bounces between a scene of them kind of not getting along and then them having sex. And well, then no, like, no, it's you, you're missing a key component there. Oh, I'm sorry. It's... It's tension, not getting along, him taking her on some expensive trip. Usually involving flying. Usually involving involving flight or high speed. Yeah. And then uh, sex. Yeah. And then it re- recycles back to disconnection yeah. and annoyance. One, two, three. Yep. One, two, three. And One, it does two, that, three. I think there's three or four cycles throughout Ooh, the movie. At least four. Yeah. Oh, my God. <clears throat> yep. <clears throat> Good times. And, uh, I mean, it... it It'll come up later, but I, I I feel that it's necessary to mention that this is a uh, Fifty Shades of Grey was an originally a fan fiction story based on Twilight. Twilight, yeah, and it's very apparent, completely apparent, super apparent. That there's, was a fun game that I had when I got bored of what was actually happening. To you're like, the, oh, there's the, the werewolf. What's the Twilight connection? Yep, there's the werewolf. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's the creepy family. There is no supernatural elements to this film. Nope. Just uh, financial elements, but it's the skeleton. It's just it's the it's the bare bones. Of it's the same around. structure. It's almost the exact same like casting. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like there's there, there's equal the clumsy, people. Uh, not uh, experienced girl. The the guy who he's tormented. Yeah, he's got some problems. The the shy girl who's also ridiculously attractive. Yeah, sure. Uh, but yeah, and I think uh, I turned to you at one point and I said, this film is never going to end because, or I don't know how this film is going to end. Yeah, just where's the ending? The, the weird thing is what you realize, the crux of the film is whether or not they become a couple. Yeah. Because he In wants order her to become a couple. He wants her to sign a contract. this contract uh, because of his lifestyle. He does not have girlfriends. He has um, he does submissives. Not, he does not make love. Yeah. All right, then. Uh, he has what he calls submissives. Uh, yeah. He's in that uh, subculture of s- sexualness. And it's and it's really interesting because I didn't think they were going to go there, but he was actually a submissive for six years. Yeah. So he's, it, it, kind, of, it kind of just jumps over the point that he's been in her position. Mm-hmm. And he was for a very long time. Mm-hmm. So he, now he's kind of realized that his personality, he's on the dominant side. Yeah. And that's where he wants to be. Uh, well, because I'm sure in the sequel we'll meet the woman who was yeah. dominating him. Uh, there's, yeah, and so basically the whole crux of the film is will she sign this paper or not? 
But I feel like for me that that became moot by the second time they have sex because right. he's perfectly willing to just have sex with her. Right. He's or, willing and to. Break... She's willing to do some of the weird stuff that he wants to do. Yeah, because his. Uh, the I say way... weird stuff, and I I shouldn't because normativity no, 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 or whatever. No. But for her, between, it's weird. Between consenting adults. It is perfectly acceptable, perfectly... If that makes people happy, it makes them happy. But for her, it's it's a world she never even knows about because... Well, sex was a world she didn't even yeah, know Yeah, because she was a virgin. Which is... At the beginning I of this think movie. that's insane. Crazy. I think that's a... That's like a premise that I can't even begin it's to buy. It's hard to She's, believe at this point. How old is she supposed to be? 22? 22, 24? She's pretty old. And... Come on. She's kind of done something. It's just gotta, completely on, unbelievable gotta, because... Gotta, Jordan, like, we gotta, even we, if, we, no, we no, gotta no. whisper about this. Jordan, even, she's even, done something. If <laughs> she's, even if she's a virgin, right? <laughs> and she's like a virgin in every way. Like she's maybe kissed the dude, but she's never done anything else, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. That's what she says. She, she, he I said nothing, and she said nothing. He said, I'm gonna fix that right Yeah, now. yeah, we're gonna, right with we're gonna do it all. <laughs> no, but like, no joke. Like, I understand that someone can be in that position, mm. But they can't be that naive. Because if she is that attractive and she is that old, mm. she had to have been turning people away. Yeah. Had to have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And in order to have the hindsight and the experience to be able to turn people away, you have to not be that naive. Because how could you possibly not know someone likes you when you're 24 years old? Well, I'm, I pulled 24 out of my ass. I'm going to no, say but she's I, probably 22. She's That's not, I'm take she's a, not a freshman. But well, she graduated. No stretch. Yeah, she, she graduated. Graduates. So, a four-year university. She's 18, 18 plus four, 22. That's 22, what I'm going to right Maybe there. she took a year off to go boating with. She's her definitely drinking. So that's yeah. legally in a bar. So right. she's at least twenty-one. At least. Yeah. But she is naive in the way. I'm sorry. All right, look. I'm going to make a commentary <laughs> on society right now. Uh-oh. I see fucking go. junior high school kids sending naked pictures to each other on Snapchat on the internet, mm-hmm. like. Every day. Mm. Like, because of the internet, because of the society we have and our access to pornography and all types of stuff, people are younger and younger when they're learning about sex, when they're experimenting with it, Mm. with everything. Like, that's one of the problems with sexual education is because a lot of the times, high schools are too afraid to do it, so you don't get it until you're in college. But by that time, people are doing sexual things for what? Fucking five, six, seven years at that point? Like... There's a weird incongruity. So we're talking about a woman who's so naive, she's never... What, I, what I'm going to put to you is, in order for me to believe that she's never done anything, as she said, I'm going to have to say that, without a doubt, she has never had a boyfriend. Ever. 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 Not even once. And it's only it's only Not even mentioned, for a day. And it's only mentioned one time that she's never found the right guy. Yeah. But, but it seems to imply there that she dated call, a guy, but right. never, never did anything. It just feels like that's false. It just it felt it's, uh, 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 very unbelievable. It's possible for a person to be in this situation and to exist. Like I'm not saying that the the possibility of a person like this it can happen, but like, not yeah. written this way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not this type of person. Mm-hmm. Like the person who doesn't have sex all the way through college is someone who's made a point not to have sex. Yeah. Who someone it's is not like, like an accident. I'm waiting till marriage yeah. or, you know, I believe that my body is something that is something I need to save for the one person that I know that I love. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm waiting to fall in love with someone. Like I believe a college student who says I've never fallen in love with anybody mm-hmm. and I don't want to do that with someone I don't love. Mm-hmm. I believe that person. 
I do not believe her because she gives it up as soon as he wants to. Yeah. She gives in to to his kinky stuff. Right away. Right away. And she seems to be into it. Right. Uh, Which is just, that's the weird thing about this film. And I just just mean to say this as, for, for the crux of the film being, will she, won't she sign that contract and they will become a, a more dedicated in that lifestyle. Uh, I think the better solution, and this is, I think this is the way it would have gone if this wasn't a Twilight ripoff, mm-hmm. was that by the end of the, f- way before the end of the film, by halfway through the film, she'd realize, you know, I like having sex, but I don't like the way you do it. Yeah. So Bye. You're great as a person, but <laughs> you're a little too intense and controlling. Yeah. So I'm going to go my own way. Yeah. Like, and he would say, you know what? You won't sign my contract, so I'll find someone else. Exactly. Because he's found 15 other women and to be in that room. And he's ridiculously attractive. I mean, did you see those abs? And he's ridiculously rich. Holy so shit. So he's not having any problems. Jamie's not having any trouble. Yeah. So, like, this isn't, this doesn't make any sense. Like, the thing that he was, the only reason he would be this fixated on one person is because he's addicted to her naive, like her, how naive she is yeah, yeah, and yeah. how shy. And this is the reason why he's breaking his own rules and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Which, I'm sorry, wouldn't he realize at a certain point that he's breaking he's all breaking his rules? rules so, because he's in love with her. Right. Perhaps. So why do you still need the contract? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, there's all of these leaps that these characters should be making. Mm-hmm. Like all of a sudden she develops a backbone at a certain point through the movie. Oh, and that but that's a great It's great. Good yeah. for her. But it didn't set it up. It doesn't make it like <laughs> no, she it has a huge no incongruitous character change yeah. throughout the movie, which is good for her. Stand up for yourself, yes. But he's breaking these boundaries that she's putting up constantly. Mm-hmm. And I that that fits with your never had a boyfriend scenario because in any other situation, as soon as someone puts up a boundary and that person doesn't respect it, if you've had a lot of boyfriends or if you've had a couple boyfriends, you know that that's not okay to do in a relationship and you're done. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. I mean, at least that's how it should be. It's just, I don't know. The only thing he has, like, 100%, if he was not ridiculously, ridiculously, ridiculously good looking, right? Sure. If he was not filthy, filthy, filthy rich. Mm-hmm. And didn't have like expensive thrill-seeking tastes that he could take her out on, mm-hmm. like f- flying in a hydrolite plane and oh, my using theory. a helicopter. I have a theory on his flying. Mm-hmm. Th- they have scenes where he he flies a helicopter with uh-huh. her in it, and he flies uh, the hydroplane or whatever you called it. Oh, it's complete control with her in it. Also, he has complete control over her in those scenes. In the version, this is the ripoff of Twilight because mm-hmm. Edward can fly, and so he takes. Bella flying literally. And so can can and he fly? I don't I, remember he, that. He jumps or something. Oh no, he moves know. so fast. He's super fast. That's yeah. his thing. I now I remember. It's he the, he can read people's minds and he's super fucking fast. Does he read minds? Yes. She reads minds. No. I thought it was sister. Someone else reads minds. Everyone only has well, one I thing don't know. that they're good the, at. One of the shitty like last two movies was on the other night and they're he was reading someone's mind. Isn't that insane? Yeah. It's a superhero. That's insane. Series of movies. Think about that for like 10 seconds. It sucks. It's so, so dumb and weird. So, uh, but we, we, like if he didn't have all of that, yeah. he would just be a creepy dude who keeps showing up wherever she's at and yeah. telling her what to do. Mm-hmm. Like you take all of his money and his fame and his, his attractiveness away and he's, a stalker. Yeah. 
Well, that's what Edward was in Twilight. Like that's I agree. what they're but, mimicking. But that doesn't like this is not something we should be encouraging. Now, uh, neither of us are women, so this yep. is going to get uh, dicey here. A little dicey. Uh, but would you say that at any time in this film, uh, that anything that is going on between those two characters would be considered rape? I have an answer. I would say no. I would say no. And there is there was there a is so much consent it's, going on. He and I, there's so many condoms. Yes, I was so fucking you were, happy. You were like weird every time. Every time a condom. Every time he opened a condom, I turned to Andrew and went, "I'm fucking happy it showed that. I'm happy that they're showing safe sex." And then they stopped showing it because she said very explicitly, "I am on the pill now." And they yep. made a joke about it. Like she made a joke to him, and it was like a fun moment. And then they had sex again. Yep. Like it was, wow. Yeah. And he. She went to a doc. Like. He went to a doctor. She went to a doctor. So they both knew that they didn't have any yeah, sexually they transmitted diseases. Everything was great. Like they were, it, the that's one of the. I would argue the best thing about this movie is it's showing safe consensual consensual sex. <laughs> it's but I mean I I do but as we were just saying moments ago he is a bit of a stalker. Oh yeah, but she seems I'm into it. Ta- like I'm that's the crazy. About the like sex. she seems a little into it. Well yeah, she loves the attention and the fact that he's got fucking money. And she's into like the being tied up and and she yeah. she totally she says yeah let me yeah, as, let me get on that rack there and then as, you do some weird stuff to me. As a thing like the experience as a whole is exciting for her, but yeah. it's just it's the extremes that she's not okay with and. And it's not even the sex that she has a problem with. Like some of the extreme stuff, they have an arguably good sequence where they're talking about the contract. Mm. It's nice back and forth between the characters. Mm. I fucking hate at this point in the movie that everything's red. Like as the movie <laughs> progresses, everything gets more and more red, which is, I don't know if anyone got it, a sexual thing because human bodies, the way they react, uh, the way we evolved is as we are sexually aroused we become more flushed mm-hmm. your cheeks go red mm-hmm. actually men and women their chests go completely red when they're completely sexually aroused and in the middle of you know all of that so this movie with its lighting did that yeah as it went through the movie became aroused which is really weird but i understand what they were doing it was just too on point because that contract scene is like complete red light like how are they reading these fucking contracts and talking about them there's not enough light in here there's not even enough light to fucking Work in a, a photographic room. No, it, yeah, it was so. They were dark. having a meeting in a dark room. Yeah, it was in a weird. dark room, a really dark room. Uh, so here's here's. Uh, do you have anything more to say? Because I have a I have a fun little way to end this. All right. Uh, before you get into that, I just want to say like, it. I liked parts of this movie, and I didn't like parts of this movie, and it was mostly because it was kind of condoning his behavior mm. because the. Anywhere she went, he would show up on his own without asking her if it was okay. He never well, gave he, her space. Yeah, he took once. he took issue with um, her drinking, uh-huh. and that because that's part of the contract. But she didn't sign the contract, right? Like it was. So, but he's still telling her what to do. Yeah. The only time he gives her space, it, he just pesters her about it via email, text email, text yeah. email. This, this the, I love there's that a this weird movie t- doesn't understand text messages. This this movie doesn't understand phones. It's like uh, she... It's really great. She's like, my computer doesn't work. Oh, then uh, I give you a new one. You can't do anything on your phone with me. Yeah, because like it's not like you could text me. Give and me then later on, they're number. texting like nothing. Yeah. Which is super weird. I love it. Anyway. Uh, yeah, I think I'm... Uh, where I am in this film is that this is... Uh, this film is so much about nothing. Yeah. There's like no plot. 
it's like all sex and no plot. There's it's it tries to approach a conflict and resolution at one point, and then it feels like it just does it right at the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it does because it, it totally does. It does like a fake like oh, there's a resolution coming, and then conflict springs right back up again mm-hmm. in the next couple of scenes. Well, it's part of the cycle, right? Yeah, because they're doing this one two three cycle over and over yeah. and over again, and it's just ridiculous. Uh, so. What I like I about do, this movie... I, I was going to say visually that, that end moment I liked a lot. Yeah. yeah. It, was, it, was, yeah. it was a good way to tie it into the beginning. Sure. Loved it. Um, what I liked about this movie is its depictions of safe sex and consensual sex. And so like what you're saying is this needs to be stuff. shown in high schools and middle schools when schools don't want to teach kids about no, sex. No, because there's just too much full frontal... <laughs> there's just too much full frontal nudity. Oh, wow. And it's too racy. Yeah. Like this needs to be shown. This could be shown to colleges because by that yeah, time, of course. it was shown at a college. Oh, definitely That's how we it saw was. It. Oh, you're so, damn right it was. But what I don't we like, we saw the non-rated version. Is the way? Yeah, we did. We definitely saw the non-rated version because holy shit. Uh, what I don't like is the way it shows relationships. It yeah, shows that, sex. That's all bad. Very well. Very consensual. Very like boundaries and permission and use of safe words like all of that is depicted very well but the way it shows the way people should treat each other the way they should talk to each other the way they should respect each other's boundaries and and feelings and stuff like that that's bad like that should not be that way and if it's true to the book like i don't appreciate the way she writes about it and she should know better i kind of feel all right, so please continue. Have you okay? So I'm wrapping this up right now. Have so do you have any idea how the movie, how the books continue? No. Okay, good. Me neither. Uh, <laughs> and, and it was just confirmed uh, recently that that the next two films are going to be made and they will be released like one year after the next. So they're making them concurrently in Lord of the Rings. Yeah, style. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, and oh, E.L. James's yeah, husband right. is is right. Yeah, you told me so they could get more control, probably right? for more money and control yes, and course. whatever else. Yep. I'm going to pitch you on what the second one should be. Okay. Before, and then you can pitch me. Before what, we get into that, uh-huh. I want to take a brief moment. Can we talk about the actors? Oh, yeah. In this you, movie? They fucking hate each other. Well, well they don't oh, hate yeah, each yeah. other. They just don't like being around each other, and they don't like what they're doing in this film. It's it's kind of insane. That was a, That's one thing that I will... I'm going to actually hold it against the film, that the actors... Uh, in, in all publicity, they, they were like, oh, yeah, it was terrible. Uh, sex scenes aren't sexy. Yeah. Like, wh- how did you know what you're signing up for? Like, wh- why well, see, are you here's, act like you hate? Here's, here's the thing. What's going on? Here's the thing. Is you talked about that, and we talked about the, how Jamie uh, Dornan, yeah. Dornham talked about how like he has a family and he he can't understand like because he thinks about this situation about like the mother of his child and how it's weird. And I would argue that when he signed on for this movie, it was a while ago, mm-hmm. and he just recently had a kid. Like his child was born. Oh. Like when they were done, well, like right when they started production. So they already filmed all the scenes and everything. And then he's know. sitting there looking back at what he's done uh-huh. and looking at his family going, what the fuck did I do? And I, that is amazing. Nah, I'm still, that is I an, still think he's dumb. That's, well, I'm just gonna yes. Put that on him. He, he signed on for something. She signed on for something. The fact that they didn't enjoy filming the movie, they didn't enjoy the, any of the scenes that they were in. Mm-hmm. They both have been quoted saying that they don't really have any chemistry mm-hmm. towards each other. And that comes through a little bit in the film, although because she's acting like a shy little woman all the time, yeah. it's hard to tell any emotion. And he's that just she has. bossing her around. And he's just this hard presence. Yeah. You know, kind of leading her in her direction. Well, you really said that, didn't you? Yeah. 
He's, he's a hard presence. He's a hard presence. So, well, that hard body. Damn. All right. So here's what I think should happen in uh, 51 Shades of Grey. Oh, gonna, give, yes. Please, that's what I would me. call it. 51 Shades of Grey. I don't know gray. whatever they're going to call it. It's uh, 50 <clears throat> Shades Darker, I think. I don't care. <laughs> so I'm just going to say that right now. Oh, no. Yeah. I hear it. 50 Shades Freed. I know that one because that I kind of <laughs> like that. Isn't that weird? I kind of like that. Uh, so 51 Shades... Uh, when she, she, okay, so here we go. Huge spoilers, but who gives a fuck? She leaves him at the end of the first film, but then, so she, so she goes out and then like, she's sad, but the next, you know, the next week, the next month, whatever, she starts up a relationship with the, with the, the guy who's supposed to be the werewolf from Twilight, but he's yeah. whatever, Jose, I think he's called Jose. the Jose. Uh, she starts a relationship with him. This dreamy boy, Jose. But she liked the the dominant sub relationship of course and so and she, she starts doing to, it to him right doing it to, not right not no, saying, she's not sub yeah she's she not saying dumb. tie me up she's tying him up right and he's like what is god what into? the fuck but he like he's kind of he's kind of into it he's kind of into it but it's really weird because she's it, been one way the yeah. whole because they've known each other since they were kids uh-huh so it's freaking him the fuck mm-hmm. out and yeah. he doesn't know what is going on because yeah. this is a whole nother side and and uh you know uh mr rich man he goes he goes back to the uh to the one who his who mom's friend him his mom's friend and uh eventually they run into each other and it's a little awkward mm-hmm. and then um they realize that they are in love but they're both in these weird they've signed contracts for other relationships so they can't get out of it <laughs> so they can't be in love because of contractual relations, really, of course. R- r- whatever they call and it, and you can't have feelings in contractual relations. Yep, I just, I just did a guess the sequel. Do you have one? You're Do just you following the plot of Twilight. I don't even I know just how really... I can come back for that. Um, I agree with you on the relationship between. Uh, but I know it's not Jose go Wolf. Yeah, between Jose Wolf and her. Um, I completely agree. I don't think, but I think if they do do a relationship, if, honestly, if they do do a relationship in the second one, they're probably not going to do like a weird thing where she wants to keep doing the. No, no, no. I think it will. I, but not. I to, want them to, but not, I don't think it's, it it's not going to progress that far. Mm. But she is going to be like, no, I want a boyfriend. I want a no, no normal thing, and she'll be very happy. Mm. She'll be like, no, this is the way it should be. You know, we're going out on dates. We're talking about it. But see, God, that's another thing about the fucking movie. He even says, this is my girlfriend, and she fucking loves it, whatever. So, uh, like, <clears throat> but then in the bedroom, that's where it gets weird. Because I bet you 10 bucks, and you can hold me to this. Okay. They're going to get to that first sex scene, and she's going to go straight to it. Because that's what she's used to. Hmm. That's all she's ever known hmm. up to this point. Because like we said, she was a virgin. Yep. So, there <sighs> They're going to be, you know, doing it, and then she's going to get into it and not realize where she is, and she's going to get out a tie and freaking tie him up and stuff, and he's just going to be weirded out because it's going to be the first time they've ever been in bed together, mm-hmm. right? Like, that's not something you bust out the first time you're in bed together. It just isn't. So that's going to immediately throw a wrench into their relationship, uh-huh. and she's going to be like, but I'm sorry, I didn't know. And he's going to be completely against it. He doesn't like it at all. He doesn't like being tied up. We can even have a backstory where he went to jail one time. His family. No, no, where he comes from, he comes from the inner city and his like uncles in jail. And he's been like, uh, um, like, uh, don't, don't There's the like a stereotype. Don't do the writing for them. No, where where like he's been picked up by the police a bunch of times and like racially profiled. Oh, so he hates handcuffs. He hates he hates any type of 
like being That's restrained. Too smart, Jordan. Yeah, I fucking love it. It's too smart, <laughs> dude. You forget I was in a creative writing. I class. know, but I'm just saying it's it's too smart for this film. I don't care. This film needs just to no. Be, I'm pitching you what I want it to be. Needs to be the, so, the cycle of, <laughs> of so date tension sex date tension <laughs> it's sex. just a cycle over and over again like yeah. the first film. Yeah. So uh, and then Jamie's gonna go back to mom mom friend. Sure. And. I believe they are gonna reconnect. Who'd you cast as that woman? Oh God! Like some, um, some, like a cougary type, right? Right. Because she was older. But who's? Because it's got to be around his mom's age, and his mom's actually pretty old. Well, Marcia Gay Harden, right, played the mom, and that was insane. What? That was absolutely insane. Right. Uh, she has like one scene. Uh, who would be a good mom? Just two scenes, but yeah. Well, I mean, we find someone good. She's gonna be hot. Is Elizabeth Early still hot? Elizabeth Hurley. Elizabeth Hurley? Yeah. Oh, I think that's too on the nose, though. <laughs> what do you think this film because, is? Because that is that is a woman who will tie you up. Heather Graham. Heather Graham. Heather Graham. Heather Graham. I'm sorry. I got too excited. Let me look up a recent picture of her. I think she'd do it. Is she? But she's she's 45. She could be a younger younger friend of his mom. Yeah. Whatever. Like they're really going to cast a 50-year-old woman. <sighs> yeah, Heather Graham. Yeah. Because she doesn't look like it at all. Yeah. But she would totally be a dumb. Okay, so. Anyway. Perfect. <laughs> but the thing is, <clears throat> they are very close, because he talks about it in the first movie. Hmm. They're friends. They confide in each other. And then she's going to be there to pick up the pieces, because this is the first time that he's ever fallen for anybody. Hmm. And he's just going to be completely distraught. She's going to help him pick up the pieces and they're going to reconnect, but then they're both going to realize that like, he doesn't love her in that way. Mm. She knows that she's not capable of it, so that's the reason. Not because of contracts, but because she doesn't want that. He doesn't want that with her. Mm. So whatever comfort they find in each other physically, they can't do it emotionally. And she's going to try and help him get back with her and she's going to try and rein back his intensity. And say, look, if you want to be dominant in the bedroom and like in your business life, and that's what makes you who you are and what you're good at, good. But you need to learn to be more like her and everything else because you have to meet her in the middle. Love is about... uh, Love is a battlefield. Love is a battlefield where you've got to find... What is... Wow. The word just escaped me. Where two people... Compromise. You've got to compromise. And it's some think about the first movie. He never compromised at any point. No. So no. Well, that's what he's going to learn to do little, but not in really. the second movie. Not a, not enough to call it a compromise. Well, of course. He he didn't compromise so much as like, like he, he accidentally he, he accidentally did the thing that she wanted and and he And it worked out for him. Yeah, he didn't mind. Uh all right, so this has if, been If you if you look at this first movie and you take away from the fact that you can tell that he actually cares about her. Mm. This is the ultimate manipulative because every single time she moves away, he does something extravagant and crazy to bring her back. Mm -hmm. Like this is the actions of a sociopath, Mm. not the actions of someone who likes or loves someone else. Mm. Because every single thing he does is to manipulate her back to him. Mm. Just saying, that's what I don't like about this movie. All right. So this has been our review of 50 shades of gray. Hi, I'm Brendan Creasy. And I'm Phil Vecchio. And we are the hosts of Radio Brendo Man on the Benview Network. We talk about all kinds of stuff on our podcast. Like what? Like toys and movies and video games and books and other stuff. Poo. Talk about poo 
Definitely talk about poo. And you, if you, if that sounds cool to you, and we talk about it every week, go to radiobrendo.com or go to our page on benvnetwork.com. And yeah, thanks a lot. Hey, you got a permit for those guns? I've got your permit right here. We have an ongoing shootout at 24th and North Street. I'm on it. He's a Kung Fu Renegade cop. I don't want to hear it, Kung Fury. I've just been to City Hall. You just destroyed an entire city block, for Christ's sake. I quit. Now, he must defeat the most evil Kung Fu master in the world. Adolf Hitler, a.k.a. Kung Fuber. Hitler. He's the worst criminal of all time. I need to kill him. I can hack you back in time to Nazi Germany, just like a time machine. Oh no! Far back in time. This is the goddamn Viking Age. I'm a cop from the future. I need your help. Unspeakable adventures never before shown in a motion picture. Get ready for Kung Fury. Get involved. Go to kickstarter.com and search for Kung Fury to be a part of this project. Hello, this is a special review segment Ooh. Uh, for a short film, which yes. uh, at the time that you're listening, I hope it's still available for free online. It's got to be. It's available everywhere. It's 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 available it's everywhere on YouTube, so. in the point where it's available on Steam. Wow. And you can press the play button and it will open up. Like that, they, they did that for Indie Game the Movie when it first came out. There's okay. like a little window they do and it it can stream or download to your computer. Just say That's, the name of it. That's the point of Kung Fury. Kung Fury. Um, Who, wait, and this is this is a kickstarted project. Yes. The guy who uh, is the main character in the I'm, short. I'm getting his name. Is actually the guy who kickstarted the the entire David thing. David Sandberg. Right, and he, I think he like, he wrote, directed, and stars. Yeah. So I mean, he was he was the force behind it. And, he, and he, he put out an amazing trailer for the Kickstarter. I don't know if it's just his character in the movie or or him in general. He, he gives me like a, a young Keanu vibe. Right. And I really enjoy that. Or a little bit of a Brandon Lee vibe. Uh, so We're going read, way, way back for that. Let me read the IMDb description for this Please film. Do. Kung Fury, which is a short film that was uh, released online in 2015, uh, is, here's the description. In 1985, Kung Fury, the toughest martial artist cop in Miami, goes back in time to kill the worst criminal of all time, Kung Fuhrer Hitler. Yep. 
And that's, I mean, that's this is movie. literally all I knew going in. Right. I never even saw a trailer. I never really? even saw a Kickstarter thing. Oh all I saw was the poster and heard that description, and I said, yes, please, yep. thank you. And and then and then I messaged you and was like, you need to see this movie. Yeah, I didn't even know it came out, and uh, I thought I thought it was going to be a full-length film. I still wish that they will make some sort of full-length film see, eventually. I, I Look, to kind of get into the review a little bit right yeah, yeah. now, I'm happy with this condensed form. Well, okay, yeah. Like, if, if, if there was just a new short film every uh-huh. two years. Oh, sure. Where he just put out a new one of these, uh-huh. totally happy. Mm-hmm. Like these, these are perfect. It feels like they're edited to the point where there's no excess. In did them. Did you see how long it took him to make this one? Uh, you know what? I don't Maybe it's know. I don't know how much he had done before the Kickstarter, which kind of gave him the backing he needed to finish all of the digital effects. Okay, the original goal uh, was in December 2013 for Kickstarter, uh, two hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. Um, he got an additional goal of $1 million. Oh, he set an additional goal of $1 million to create a full-length feature film. Mm-hmm. Uh, when it ended a month later in January... It was January, about 600000 It was, yeah, it was just over 600000 Which is Which is cool. Not enough to make a full-length. Uh, but you know what? That's cool. I like yeah, it. Yeah, I think it's... So, but the part of the premise of this is that it, it is as if it was made in 1985. It, it has this weird, crazy look to it where when they're in the 80s, because there is time travel, but yeah. that's in the description. It's not a spoiler. Mm-hmm. But when they're in the 80s, everything has this neon, glossy, crazy look to it. Right. And then when he time travels, it, it has an entirely different look because it's a different and time period. a totally period. different feel. And, and the other crazy thing is... Uh, they they get into this in the film. Uh, part of their it, this is some weird alternate universe because in this universe, Hitler disappears. Right, like it's part of history that he disappears. Right, during World War Two, he just he loves vanishes. He loves kung fu. Yep, and he disappears. Right, and I, this is it's insane. And that that I you know I love it. And it makes commentary insane. on like not only the genre but the time in movie making. Like yep. like there there is. Asian people in the film, but the ninja he fights in the beginning is clearly white. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it's it's making a commentary on the way characters were uh, not even acted out, but like portrayed on film. And like his partner at the time is named Dragon, and he's actually Asian. Yeah, like just just awesome little details like that, and the whole story of how he becomes Kung Fury and. The, the opening scene where he's fighting uh, a living, a, a arcade, living machine. arcade machine that's killing a bunch of people. Yeah. And um, like it has like scan lines from the VHS. And, yeah, like, the, it's as if the you're VHS, watching the VHS. And, and the VHS is messed up, so you keep on skipping from scene to scene yeah. and stuff like that. It just, it's like in another person's hands, like uh, what's that game called? River City Ransom. Oh. Like, like it got to the point where they're like, no, this is very much old school. Like it was hitting you in the face with it. Yeah. And like, look, this is old school. And it mm-hmm. got really annoying. Whereas this is just like, no, this is everything you loved and we're not poking fun at it. We're just highlighting how insane it was. Yeah. And, and in this, uh, it's in the same vein, uh, for video game people, uh, as, as blood dragon, I would right. say where it takes very everything much. from the time period and amplifies it, yep. and turns it way up and says, yeah, you thought that was crazy? Well, here's even crazier. Right. Uh, to the point where uh, his his new partner, Kung Fury's new partner in the police force is Triceracop. Yep. Who's a anamorphic uh, Triceratops. Yeah. Who who speaks like Frasier, I would say. He yeah, he's very, he's very proper. Yeah. And and no one comments on the fact that he's... Part... Part dinosaur. Dinosaur. 
and it's no big deal. Well, and then there's even uh, just a ridiculous part where he time travels too far back in time. Yep. And there's laser raptors. And he says, laser oh, of raptors. course, I'm at this time period. It's laser raptors. He's like, oh my God, a laser raptor. I must be this far back. And he <laughs> yeah. like knows exactly when la- razor, uh-huh. laser raptors existed. Yeah. Uh, the other crazy thing, I can't, I, I don't. I don't know why I don't have this information in front of me. It was a, a lot of the actors were were um, not American, yeah, and so their lines were dubbed, or they had just really heavy accents. <laughs> and and I almost feel that it is also a commentary on the genre itself again, yeah, because even the parts where everyone's clearly American or or knows how to speak English, mm. their dubbing's off a little bit, yeah, and it's great. Well, and I noticed right away in that in that uh, that weird flashback scene where where it shows how Kung Fury becomes Kung Fury, yeah. and his partner Dragon, he clearly is, seems fine with speaking English, yes. but it's it's off. It's, it's off. The off. dub is off a little bit. Yeah, it, like just saying like, no, this is the eighties. Mm-hmm. Like we weren't really good with audio yet. Uh, and there's I, but I think this short film was a lot of fun. Oh, uh, I really enjoyed it. I don't want to spoil the ending. No, but I, I don't. will say that the it ending goes, is perfect, and it goes I, it goes places that like. It starts off in one place, goes somewhere crazy, yeah. goes somewhere crazy again, and it's hilarious the whole time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's just super funny. I mean, there's there's a part where we get some 80s anime. Yeah. Which oh. is amazing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They fit everything in there. It's beautiful. Uh, and uh, I you know, I don't know if you know this this actor personally, but he's he's more well known as a member of Lonely Island. Hitler was played by uh, Jorma Tacone. It was that him? Yeah. Oh, man, he was fantastic. Yeah, and I, I've liked him in other things that he's shown up. He showed up in the last season of Parks and Rec. Oh, okay, cool. And uh, But he's he's more well-known as, as just one of the Lonely Island yeah. guys, who's that uh, comedy singing group with yeah, Andy Samberg. Very funny. Yeah, a very funny group. And uh, I th- I think this short is is so good. Like, if this guy got a job in Hollywood in the next couple of years, I, would I wouldn't love be surprised. I'd be so happy. Yeah, and it even goes so far as like just horrible product placement right in the middle of yep. the short. Yep. Like all of a sudden they're selling you a product and it's hilarious. Yeah. And the person he gives it to will never be able to use that product in a million years. Yep. It's just well, it would take a million years. To and use it. Ah. and right, <laughs> nice. And the other cool thing, well, it, in in the in the actual story, it's only a couple thousand years that laser raptors sure. arrive. Uh, the the crazy part is is like every character has their own theme song mm-hmm. like their the soundtrack's on iTunes right now yeah. and it is incredible and everyone's got their own music like uh the one of the people he meets around the laser raptors she's just got like cuz the rest of the mu- movie Barbariana. is it, Barbariana has amazing like metal theme song yeah. and everyone else in the movie has this like digital techno like 80s you know kind of music yeah. but she's just got this rocking power ba- uh, like power ballad it's just beautiful like everything is tailored in such a way to where all the parts fit and it doesn't feel weird and that's hard to do with this kind of movie mm. and it's just and, and I th- I think the look of it was so good all the digital effects fantastic like they're not he put the money to good use I'm gonna say they're not like super realistic because it's just insane stuff happening yeah. but it looks good it looks believable in the world it creates. in the world it's created yeah yeah uh oh and i wanted to talk about um did you know there's a game there's an app yes there's on my iphone and i played app, it and, and I played it's it, really and it's good so good it's really good it's like super simple which yeah. is all that you need in a game it's but just it, tapping left and right but it feels like the movie it feels like the movie and it's and actually complicated like getting the different like different enemies have yeah. different combos you need to do like and it's set up like an arcade style right. game 
So and, you're trying uh, to get get power. The funny thing is, like I, high scores. I played the game before watching the film, so I didn't quite understand what was happening. Oh, and then I so I played it after, and I'm like, oh, I get this makes sense now. Yeah, everything here makes sense. Yeah, it, everything is designed in such a way to where it all fits together, and that's incredible. Like, yeah, this shouldn't have been such a success, and it shouldn't have come out. Like, there's not a single part about the whole film that I'm just like. Now that doesn't make any sense. Or that's not funny. Or that character's dumb. Like, or this doesn't fit the tone or the, right. the vibe or whatever they're going for. Yeah, it's fantastic. I mean, this the the visual effects are so amazing that at one part they're showing a lady doing like kung fu out of nowhere, mm. and then she just becomes like amorphous jelly, and it looks believable. Like yeah. they put he got a good amount of money on Kickstarter, and it's one of those events where like people can say that like oh Kickstarter is good or bad, and you don't know where your money's going and stuff like that. But this guy clearly took it. Mm-hmm. and improved upon his product and made it better. Yep. That's fantastic. I hope I hope he if he has any money left over from doing the short film and he just needs to keep making these mm-hmm. cuz these are great. I mean even if it's even if it's not Kung Fury, like I'd love to see sequels to this. Yeah. Like not immediately, don't cash it in like down the road, like do other work, but come back to this character cuz this character is fantastic. And the world, like the whole, it's amazing everything, yeah. Hacker man, hacker man, hacker man. Like this He's is just the best hacker in the world, right? And <laughs> there's one. Anything. Did you see? There's one uh, um, action figure of Kung Fury. There's one. Is it and hacker it, man? It looks exactly like Kung Fury, oh, okay. but it's got like horrible posable legs because ah. it's an '80s action <laughs> figure. Oh, uh, so David Hasselhoff has a song oh, in this. And did this you watch song, the music video? Yes, I watched that music this video. Song, and music video came out months ago. Wow. And it was kind of like a, or no, you know what? It came out like two weeks before. Oh. It was like, hey, the movie's coming out. Here's this music video. And everyone's minds were just blown. Like, it's a fantastic, like, you forget that David Hasselhoff stopped being a, a TV actor and went and became this amazing European pop musician. Yeah. And is just like beloved in Europe and Russia and all these places for his music. Mm-hmm. And then he comes out with this song that is catchy and fun and has all these crazy scenes and like changes different aspects of the movie to put him in it. Like, yeah. and, and also his role in the film itself, which doesn't come until the end of the movie. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah, yeah. Like it's just, it fits together so well. And it's, it's, I don't know. Like it's, I've, I've never seen a short film like this that has just been hitting on all levels. And just meets because you hear Kung Fury, and if you'd seen the trailer, you'd be like, "It can't be this good." Yeah, but I it, love the end. I don't want to talk. The about ending's it, so, good. so good, right? Yeah, it's really perfect. Amazing. Uh, all right, so that has been our quick review. A uh, little extra thing here. I don't know when you'll be hearing this, but you know, you'll hear it. And and then you'll go watch Kung Fury, hopefully. Oh, my gosh. Because you really liked it. Yeah. Oh, my God. All right. Listen. Real talk here. I'm getting up on this mic. If you're listening to this and you haven't seen Kung Fury, you need to fix that because you're living wrong. And you need to, like, look at all of your priorities in your life and reassess them and really find out what's important for you and life and just loving in general. And you need to see this movie and then tell everyone about it. Thanks to Silent Partner for our theme song, Sophomore Makeout, which we got from the YouTube audio library. Our logo was provided by Justin Kieslon of Agents of Guard. You can find his writings and more at agentsofguard.com. Visit our website, nevpodcast.com, and check out all the great podcasts on the Benview Network, benviewnetwork.com. 
Until next time, be wary of suited dudes. This podcast is a part of the Benview Network. You can find this and other podcasts like it at BenviewNetwork.com.